This is Talking Technology, a podcast produced for RMIT University in Melbourne, Australia. I'm Gary Barker. And I'm Leon Gittler. And this is episode 24 in our series for 2014. And today's date is Friday, the 5th of December. And Leon, what have we got on for this session? Well, Gary, we're going to be talking to Asher Tan. He's a CEO and co-founder of CoinJar, which is basically a bank for bitcoins. That's right, yeah, and it's expanding, you know, quite a lot. And despite the fact that, as Asher tells us, um, Bitcoin really isn't properly understood uh, very widely. No, no, but it, it's very interesting what he talks about uh, Bitcoin and how it is expanding, and they've developed FPOS systems, and it's a really interesting interview. Yep, and they, they're, uh, we're talking to him by Skype, and he's in London setting up their London office. So let's have a chat with Asher Tan. Asher Tan. Tell us about uh, CoinJar. It's a Bitcoin wallet, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, we are a Bitcoin wallet and exchange. So basically, we allow people to get started. If you want to get started with Bitcoin, um, want to know how to obtain Bitcoin and use it, um, this platform's for you. So um, when did it start and uh, what, what went into it? Um, so we started about a year and a half ago. Um, I met a very talented young man uh, who's turned 20 this year. And Ryan, my co-founder, um, was into Bitcoin long before me. He was a really early adopter and he was in the Bitcoin space, uh, built a very successful Bitcoin company, sold it. Um, I read about it in a newspaper. And when he moved to Melbourne, um, we decided to join up and start another one. Where's Bitcoin at at the moment, Asher? I mean, there's a fair amount of controversy around it, about the risks involved. What's your view of it as a currency and a medium of exchange? Well, uh, I think the most pessimistic scenario, even now for Bitcoin, it's started to ask some hard questions about the financial system, um, how banks work, how people transfer value. So um, as, as a currency, I think it's still got some way to go uh, before it it revolutionizes, you know, the world. But um, I think in an ideological and a thought-based process, we're already um, seeing some inroads into what Bitcoin can do. Uh, tell us about the platform. How does it, it work? Um, so basically what we can do on this platform is uh, we don't really consider ourselves exclusively a Bitcoin platform. Basically what we want to do is build a digital finance experience. So when you think about finance and, you know, you think about payments, you think about paying your friends, you think of buying things. And we want to do this on a digital platform much more efficiently than, you know, normal traditional finance platforms can. So if, if you want to buy Bitcoin, you can do, um, do so through our, our site. We've got um, products like CoinJustSwipe, which is an FPOS card. So you can, you know, use Bitcoin anywhere, not just, um, not just online at specialty stores, but you can go down to Woolworths, um, use your CoinJar card, use it there. You can go to an ATM and get cash out as well. So what's the advantage then of Bitcoin other than, you know, you go to an ATM, uh, you can use Bitcoin that you've bought and then it's converted to dollars, of course, when it gets to Woolworths. So, I mean, the, one of the major advantages is um, the speed of Bitcoin. So if I did some work for someone in the United States and he sent me some Bitcoin for maybe a design task or programming task that I completed, um, he could send that and, you know, in 10 minutes, I, I could receive the Bitcoin in full and I could spend it anywhere I wanted. If you were to do that with normal money, you would first, you know, have to go through, um, you know, an uh, international clearing system. Uh, it would take, you know, days days to reach me. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's an instant exchange then. Correct. The, so now, how does it work in the sense of, 
Okay, I I own some Bitcoin. I've paid Australian dollars or sterling or whatever uh, traditional currency for it. Where does it where does that then reside? Do do I hold it in a in a wallet? Do I hold it on, online somewhere? So I mean, there are a multitude of ways you can hold Bitcoin. Um, in its essence, it's it's just uh, a string of numbers and um, codes. So you could keep it uh, on your own computer. Physically, like in, in your hard drive, you could keep it on a cloud-based platform like Coinja is. Um, you can even print out your Bitcoin and keep it on a piece of paper. So it, it's flexible, but the beauty behind Bitcoin is the network that controls Bitcoin. So it's a decentralized network, sort of like the Internet. So not one player has uh, control over the Bitcoin network. So what intrigues people and what brings people uh, to Bitcoin is the, the notion that um, – Right now, we've got an internet-based sort of money, which, you know, um, it's controlled by every, all the participants in the network and not just one big company or one corporation. Okay, so then you've got the instant um, exchange and transfer of money and whatnot. What are some of the risks involved? I mean, the exchange rate uh, seems to yo-yo quite a bit. Sure. So uh, it, it's still early days and, you know, um, everyone's sort of getting used to the notion of um, a digital currency, uh, one that, you know, it's not really backed by any physical asset or entity. So um, it's sort of a buyer beware space in Bitcoin at the moment. So, uh, you know, people who are starting out, I advise them to start small, try to get acquainted with the security measures and best practices um, to look after your Bitcoin because, you know, the, the advantage of Bitcoin is, you really have control over your money. At the same time, you have to take as much responsibility um, for it as possible. So would, could you go to a bank with your Bitcoin? Banks, do banks handle it at all? Uh, no, banks at this point are quite against the concept of Bitcoin. Um, a lot of, you know, we have been uh, had shut down by a few bank accounts and, you know, the usual uh, line that they providers as well. It's reputational risk. We don't want to be associated with Bitcoin. So it is a bit of a tenuous relationship between a, a bank um, and Bitcoin at the moment. Um, if you want to buy Bitcoin uh, on our platform, the easiest way is we accept BPay deposits. So you would uh, take our BPay reference details and just like you pay a utility bill, you would um, you know, pay CoinJar as a utility provider and we would um, give you Bitcoin in exchange. I believe you provide a PayPal-compatible API, is that right? Um, yep, that is correct. And that would uh, help any online merchant integrate with Bitcoin, is that right? Yes, yep, that's correct. So um, tell us sort of how that works, the PayPal-compatible API. So if you have an online store and you want to accept Bitcoin, it's just like any other payment mechanism. Um, we, If you sell something for $40, our system uh, calculates the real-time exchange rate and provides a quote to the Bitcoin user to transfer to that Bitcoin address. And once uh, the Bitcoin user sends the Bitcoin over, um, it's complete, just like any other payment mechanism. And uh, how long did that take to set up? Uh, not very long, actually. So we've been um, you know, running it since inception um, of the company. And, you know, there are... Uh, platforms like uh, Possible, the crowdfunding platform that uses um, Coinja, um, to in, even accept crowdfunded payments via Bitcoin. Is is there a single um, exchange rate for Bitcoin, or 
do you guys set a, an exchange rate or one of the others set an exchange rate? How yeah. does that work, the transferability from dollars uh, back to Bitcoin and Bitcoin to dollars? Sure. So um, there are some major markets around the world where um, people exchange Bitcoin and that's sort of the accepted market price. So there are some slight deviations uh, in the exchange rate price for Bitcoin around the world, but they're generally in line with each other. So the major markets, there's you know, one in China, um, there's one in Europe called Bitstamp, and there are some upcoming uh, exchange platforms in um, Australia as well to that, you know, uh, the price of Bitcoin is fundamentally uh, set by, you know, what people are willing to pay for it. There's no underlying real price point besides supply and demand. So now what, what currently would be the exchange rate through CoinJar? Uh, you can look at it on our website, I believe, if I'm just looking yeah, up really quick. Roughly will do, because I know it varies a lot. <laughs> uh, it's in a range of about $450 um, for a Bitcoin. But you don't have to buy one whole Bitcoin at a go. You just think of it as in buying gold. You don't necessarily have to buy one kilogram of gold. You can buy small um segments of gold. So you could buy half a Bitcoin, you could buy a quarter of a Bitcoin. Um, you could buy $10 with a Bitcoin if you wanted. Even down as low as $10? Yeah. Is $10 the lowest you can go? Uh, I believe on our platform that's the minimum deposit amount. But in essence, you could go up to you know um, eight decimal places in Bitcoin. So you could go down to uh, fractions of a cent, which makes it really useful if you're thinking about, um, for instance, micropayments, um, in different industries, it's the question of how do I pay a fraction of a dollar for reading an article or listening to a song. And with um, Bitcoin, it's very much possible to do these sort of things. Now, uh, you uh, you got your initial funding, did you not, from AngelCube, is that right? Yep, that's correct. And they're a startup investor, aren't they? Yeah, so um, AngelCube is an accelerator program. So you go to them with an idea. And if, you know, they think the team is correct, um, they invest a small amount of money and provide um, three months of mentorship. So when I entered the program, um, I was still working um, as an analyst in a Melbourne-based firm, and I had some inclination I wanted to do things in the, you know, Bitcoin space, digital space, and, you know, they were happy with the team, the idea, so they funded the project. So how does, how does CoinJar actually make its money? Um, so our primary uh, revenue stream is through the exchange of Bitcoin to Australian dollars, fiat currency, and back again. So if you want to buy and sell, uh, we charge a small fee. So that's about 1% to 2%. And based on that, you know, we've done about over $55 million worth of transfers in our first year and a half. So you're making your money out of uh, trading the Bitcoin then? Correct. So it's just like a... Uh, currency exchange uh, platform. That's sort of what we are. Uh, we view, um, you know, Bitcoin as just another form of currency. Now, I believe um, the next step is you, you're going to have to set up an iPhone app. Is that right? Um, yeah. So um, we do have an iPhone app. Yeah, well, a new version is coming out this month, actually. What do you think that will do for the business? Um, it's just another avenue of, you know. Right now, one of the key challenges in Bitcoin is, you know, making it more user-friendly and um, use uh, available to people. I mean, to most people, Bitcoin is still not the easiest thing to use. So, you know, it's hard to understand. It's hard to use. So by rolling out on different platforms, we're just making it more accessible. And at least in Coinja, we want to make it as consumer-friendly as possible. So um, apps are definitely one way to, to get in front of people. And uh, and this will only be for iPhones, or you're releasing it on Android as well? 
Um, we're also working on a native Android version. So what about merchants, Asher? Um, if I wander into uh, Woolworths, for example, one of our box of wheat bicks, uh, am I going to get my Bitcoin accepted? Sure. So, I mean, right now, that's obviously a challenge. Um, with uh, CoinJust Swipe, our FPOS card, well, the answer is yes, you can. So, you know, with an FPOS card, any retailer that accepts FPOS in Australia um, essentially is accepting Bitcoin now with an FPOS card. Um, but for there are a few re- retailers in Australia who accept uh, Bitcoin in its native form. So, you know, you've got things like a sandwich chain, I believe, in RMIT Hero Subs downstairs. Um, they accept Bitcoin as well. How does the FPOS card work? So basically, um, it's linked to your Bitcoin account. So every time you can set uh, an auto top up limit. And if you have Bitcoin, it can auto automatically top up to your FPOS card and you would spend it just like a regular FPOS card. So it's related to a bank account or it? It goes back to your online uh, depository. Yeah, it's it's all online, so um, you don't have to have a bank account to use CoinJar Swipe. All you need is a, a Bitcoin account on CoinJar. And it's as simple as that. So what's the process of getting an FPOS card? I mean, how, how do you do that? Sure. So right now we are just in the testing stages. We've released um, over 100 cards to test. And um, next we are rolling out uh, the first batch of that of 1,000 cards. So just basically you would go up to our website, um, register for the card, and, um, yeah, you'll get a card with the usual, uh, you know, project, uh, product, uh, you know, disclaimers. And once you go through that and understand, um, we don't charge any fees on the card. So, you know, it's basically an avenue for you to easily spend your Bitcoin. How far do you see uh, Bitcoin travelling in Australia? Right now it's it's picked up... Uh, quite a bit of traction among the early adopter set. Um, but I think the question is, you know, what's Bitcoin really good for? And um, although it, you can buy anything you want with it, you can buy coffee with it, you could buy your know, lunch with it. We're really looking at the, the use cases, you know, where does this solve problems for people? I mean, essentially, technology should be solving problems and making people's lives better. So for things like foreign exchange, um, you know, for travelers, um, those if you've ever gone to a foreign country and had to fiddle around with, you know, foreign exchange notes and bills and being really unsure of, you know, how you can transfer your money, um, you know, Bitcoin is a really good option. So we're using um, Bitcoin and trying to solve some uh, real uh, real life issues. And um, that's what technology should be used for. Do you see yourselves expanding overseas? Yeah, so right now I'm in London and, you know, we're getting our London office um, set up. So um, we do see this as our our next base um, for expansion throughout the UK and Europe. Acceptance in Europe has been quite quite good, apparently. Yeah, I mean, not only just on on the consumer side, um, governments uh, here in in the UK have been looking, you know, at Bitcoin as ways to reach the unbanked. Um, The technology itself extends past currency, really. I mean, the, the... uh, technology behind Bitcoin um, can be used to do uh, a lot of things where human intervention was once needed. So, for instance, um, contract land deeds, they all can be automated uh, using the same uh, technology that Bitcoin is powered by, which is the blockchain. So do you still see yourselves moving into those other areas? Yeah, uh, most definitely. I mean, as CoinJar, what we are is uh, the interface to uh, digital finance. So we hope that, you know, CoinJar as a brand can develop and explore some of these options of um, how, you know, the blockchain technology can be leveraged to to help solve problems. There's one, there's one sort of overriding question, I suppose, and that is how secure would your 
Bitcoin jail, for that matter, any any kind of Bitcoin depository be, uh, given the activities of hackers and uh, cyber criminals? Sure. So um, I think there are two layers of that. One is how secure is the Bitcoin technology? Um, and, you know, Bitcoin technology is open source. So anyone can look at the, the source code and many people have tried to break it and they haven't been able to break it. So Bitcoin as a technology, I, I think it's universally accepted that um, it is very secure. Um, it hasn't been cracked and no one can figure out how to crack it because it's if anyone did it would be a very uh, valuable thing uh, on the second layer it's bitcoin companies operating the space so most of the things when you hear associated with loss of bitcoin or a bitcoin failure it's usually linked to um bitcoin companies who have failed to uh you know uptake their responsibility as as custodians of, of user funds uh, or have neglected their responsibility as uh uh, a secure service, and you know, part of that is, um, you know, the challenges of new companies operating this space. Um, but you know, once you lose the trust of people, it's never coming back. So companies like Coinjar um, take a lot of effort to make sure all the funds are secure and everything's done in a transparent and safe manner. Uh, most of our Bitcoin, which we hold on our site, um, we don't actually hold. Uh, on servers, we, we use something called cold storage. So basically, we're able to uh, ec- extract the Bitcoin codes and keep them into safety deposit boxes around Australia. Ashatan, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, guys. He's right in that uh, micro payments become very easy in uh, with Bitcoin because you can use a fraction. I think it's eight decimal points. That's right. Of uh, a Bitcoin, which is currently around about four hundred dollars. And the other the other good thing about Bitcoin too is that if I get a say a payment from America for a service, I don't have to wait for it to go through a clearinghouse. No, it goes straight through online. You've got it goes to... straight into my account. Yep, that's right. And given that most payments in the conventional banking system are anything up to five days or a week, uh, and on a big sum of money, that's quite a lot of interest. Yes, it is. So now, in a fortnight's time, we've got another interview, great interview, with... Uh, Stuart McGrath from Squixer. Now, uh, he developed a site, Squixer, that actually speeds up pages, which is terrific if you're in uh, online commerce. That's right, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, as I say, very interesting. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in uh, two weeks' time. That's right. In the meantime, you can stay with us on Twitter at TalkingTechTC or on Facebook. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you in two weeks.